see them speed on your ear. Wind blows the dust just like buckshot, and I ain't never seen it rain much out here. A little bit of Buckaroo Man from Dave Stamey. Ladies and gentlemen, cowboys and cowgirls, welcome to the CB Rodeo Show, where we talk about nothing but rodeo, cowboys, and the Western lifestyle. As always, I'm your podcast host, Dustin Christensen, coming to you live and direct, not on tape. That one's for you, Don. Well, I'm sitting in my kitchen in Livingston, Montana. You like that, Mike? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm sitting here today with a good friend of mine. Miss Caitlin Taylor, horseshoer. Oh, I'm sorry, farrier. Yeah, the proper way to say it. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for agreeing to sit down with me. So, you know, as I mentioned, my podcast is about rodeo cowboys and the Western lifestyle. So, you fit into that. Yeah. All of the above, pretty much. Like, you're just an all-around hand. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, come on now. Horseshoe, that, that, and that's your main job. That is what you do, right? Yeah. So, how did you get into that? What, what's your story? Well, I wanted to work with horses, but I didn't want to train horses. So, I decided that shoeing horses was a good option. Well, there you go. Good enough. So, now, does that, does that keep you busy year-round? Not as busy in the wintertime, but full-time spring, summer, and fall. Oh, okay. So what do you do in the wintertime, then? Hang out at my house and shoe horses. So it just slows down. You're not like, yeah. you know, okay. So you just hang out at your house and then just... Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, you know, honestly, that's not a bad job. Get the winters, you know, just slow down in the winter. Mm -hmm. Especially out here in Montana being, like, negative cold. Um, <laughs> well, good deal. So, now, did you have to go to school for that? Um, I didn't have to go to school, but I decided to. Just to make sure I knew about all the anatomy and diseases and everything. So what was school like? Um, it was two months worth of shoeing horses eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. Wow. Riding around in a van with a teacher and a couple other students. and. So now, going into it, did you, did you know anything about shoeing? Not really. I've had horses my whole life, so I was around when the farrier was there working on them, but I, uh, and I've got an uncle that shoes horses and horses and my whole family, but, um, I hadn't really done anything with any farriers. Gotcha. Well, so was it, so in the schooling, they, they go over the, like, the anatomy of the hoof and all that, yeah. you know? So how much how much time was like classroom based essentially? So like that type of stuff versus the physical like shoeing. So in the morning we would start out at eight o'clock in the classroom, and we would watch a video about different lamenesses and stuff, and then we would take a quiz and then read maybe a chapter in our book, and then we would go forge and then go shoe horses. So maybe. An hour in the classroom total. Okay. So, they taught you how to even forge shoes then, too, mm -hmm. huh? Yep. Like, with the, the whole fire and everything, mm -hmm. you're just standing over there all blacksmith, just ding, mm -hmm. ding. Oh, cool. Well, I know I was with you guys one time, and you were putting, um, um, now I'm drawing Borium. Borium on shoes. 
And that was uh, quite the ordeal. <laughs> um, yeah, oxidling got a little too hot. Um, <laughs> so, so what? So once you got out of horseshoeing school, what? How did you go about like the marketing side of being a horseshoer? How did you go about finding clients and then kind of expanding from there? You know what I mean? Um, so I got business cards made and dropped those off at some companies, and a few of my friends have those to hand out. And then um, co-workers where I worked when I got back from school had horses, and so I went and did their horses. And my brother and I did a trip that was like 450 miles one day. Holy cow. Putting flyers up in different towns and gas stations and grocery stores and stuff, and that brought a lot in. And then from there, it's kind of been word of mouth. Really? Wow. And so how many, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I don't know if you actually keep track. Kind of general idea, how many clients do you kind of... I have no idea. You just way too many. Not way too many, but a lot. Well, and I'm sure that just probably depends on, too, the, the quantity per client, I guess, for yeah. horses, you know, so... Yeah. Um, so now what's kind of your area that you, like, you're willing to travel to shoe? I prefer to stay kind of in the valley, but I'll go a couple hours away to go shoe horses if they have enough for me to do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so you go down to, like, West Yellowstone. I'd West Yellowstone, um, Townsend, White Sulphur, Luray. It's kind of just all over the place. My little handheld thing just, like, went from three bars down to one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see how long this will last. So... Uh, <laughs> We're six minutes in, so hopefully this will last a little longer. So anyway, <laughs> where were we? Um, well, yeah, so yeah, you travel kind of just all over. And okay, so th this question I've been kind of wondering because as far as I've heard around here, you're one of the only like female horseshoers around. Yeah. So yeah, there's a handful of us, but not as many as men. Yeah. Well, so, and I don't mean this in any way, shape, or form. It's just a legitimate question here. Have you have you had any trouble with that? Because you're one of few women horseshoers out here. I mean, is it, have you had like, you know, some grumpy old rancher like oh, I don't want a girl working on my horse or like you know? No, they. Uh they think it's cool that there's girls that do it, mm -hmm. but they're a little more hard on us, but they're not, they don't have a problem with a female going and shoeing their horses or trimming their horses. And Okay. I haven't had any issues with it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't mean anything by it. I just, you know, that's, that's one of those, those topics that I have heard of that, not around here, but just in general, you know, um, so yeah, hopefully I don't get any nasty emails from that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and uh, oh, also joining us tonight, he's been awfully quiet over there. My sound man, he's walking. Hey, get back over here. The angry Italian, Mr. Mike Principe, coming to us live and direct. He might be on tape. You want to say something, Mike? Say hi. Come on. Hey, don't. Come on. Come on. You work around sound equipment on a regular basis. Don't be. Don't be like this. I, I do sound equipment. I don't talk. 
<laughs> hey, you've always said that, that you know you can take my job, so <laughs> you know. I, I said when you're clowning, not not. No, when you said that announcing before I was clowning. You may, you're like, you know, if you died, I could do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once or twice. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you pass me that can right there? You standing Go over it with your smelly sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even work today. No, but I want to get my nice one dirty. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you listening, Caitlin and the angry Italian are an item. So, uh, yeah, they're both taken. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to come back to you, Caitlin, here in a little Kay. bit. Mike! Yes. Let's talk about you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so,. Me and old Mike here went down to the Billings Horse Sale about, how long has it been? Two months? Three uh, months? It was the last one they had in October. Okay. The so last, last weekend in October. Yeah. Well, Mike wanted to go down and see what horses were going for. Long story short, he buys a horse. Yep. <laughs> which kind of scares me because I don't know how much experience he actually has around horses. Uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> So, Mike, <laughs> how's your horse doing? <laughs> He's good. Oh, good. Yeah. You, have you been on it much? No. <laughs> <laughs> Has Caitlin been on it much? No. no. <laughs> he didn't try to kick me last time I yeah. trimmed him, so that was well, that's good. an improvement. Yeah. Does, he, does he get, like, friends and family discount over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. Last time I tr- trimmed his front feet, and the shoeing stand went about the height of a horse trailer. And then probably a good 30 feet away. Cool. (laughs) Impressive. I'm actually kind of impressed by that. (laughs) Yeah. This time, he didn't try kicking, so that's a plus. So, speaking of that, so, Caitlin, how do you deal with a crazy horse while you're shooing? Because you're, you're, I mean, obviously, sometimes you can have the owner sit there and hold the horse, but then, obviously, you're working around its feet. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want anybody touching my feet. It's kind of weird. So, what what's kind of your technique? I'm, I'm sure everybody does it different, but like... It depends on the client and how okay they are with correcting their horse. Usually I'll just pick their feet up over and over and over again until they figure out I'm persistent enough, I'm not going to quit. But uh, there's some of them that get meaner when I do that, and it comes to a point where it's my safety and the horse's safety and the owner's safety, and I'll just call it quits because it's not worth somebody getting hurt. So you, you've had horses that bad where... Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so, you know, because as I've noticed, I get a lot of listeners from, like, California. And now I don't know who exactly the audience in California is. If you're listening from California, I apologize in advance. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of people in certain parts of the country that don't quite understand how it actually goes working with animals. They assume any little correctional thing is quote-unquote animal abuse. <laughs> so what what's kind of some of your techniques that you would use if your client is willing to let you work with the horse? Um, if the horse wants to move their feet, I'll usually make them move their feet until standing still is a better option for them until they get tired of moving around. Um, if that doesn't work, speaking to them in their language, 
usually works a little bit better. So like you just stand there and go, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> um, no, like herd dynamic with horses is if one horse pisses another one off, they're gonna kick it or bite it. Mm-hmm. So if a horse is kicking at me, usually just popping them in the belly with my open palm corrects them and lets them know I'm still there and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. let them bully me. Gotcha. You're done with this, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna hopefully I don't disconnect the wrong one. Ah, I still got sound. So we're good. <laughs> okay. So, so now with that, do you ever use like twitches or anything? Um, a lot of people don't like twitches. I am a fan of them on the right horse. Okay. Some horses, it has an adverse effect and they turn really mean. Mm-hmm. Most horses, it releases endorphins. Um, that calm them down. Okay. And they'll stand there and behave themselves instead of trying to pull away or kick me or strike me. So now you want to explain to the people listening what a twitch is? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot here. But So the twitch I use goes around their lip and it's a clamp that you can connect to the halter and it'll hold their lip and some of them are smart enough to get out of that most of them just stand there till i'm done working on them Mm -hmm. um some people there's an old guy i shoe for that his horse was being really ornery and he ended up twisting its ear that works the same way or if you grab skin on their neck and kind of pinch it Mm -hmm. it does the same thing now i want to make a full disclosure a twitch doesn't directly hurt a horse no Let's 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 make that clear. Like no. I said, for the uh, certain audience, they'd make it very clear if it hurt them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> whoa! I hear knocking. Is that, is that <laughs> hi, Mike? <laughs> moving around the house here. He's over here doing jumping jacks, somersaults. Moving a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can officially say we got Mike on the podcast. Because he's in a chair now? Yes. <laughs> so, dodging this for a year. <laughs> what's that? I've been dodging this for a year. Uh-huh. Well, I, you know, I didn't really want to interview you. Are you kidding? You're kind of boring, Mike. <laughs> I'm joking. If you're too mean to him, he'll leave me here. I'm joking. Uh, he'll leave you here? Yeah. I'll give you a ride back to Bozeman. I don't care. <laughs> So now, let's talk about the business side of shoeing horses. So don't look at me like that. I'm sorry. You're going to be like, after this, you're like, I don't even want to talk to you ever again. You gave me stupid questions. No. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) But, so on the business side of it, you know, so you're essentially an independent contractor. Like, you have to do your own taxes. You own your own business. Yes. And so, with that, then, you set your own rates. Yeah. So now, what's kind of, how to, give me the breakdown on like how your rates work. Like when you have to travel, like what you, how, how you decide what to charge for gas and all that. And So I actually ended up just raising my prices because I set my prices back in 2020 when stuff wasn't as expensive as it is now and mm-hmm. held off on raising them for as long as possible. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I ended up. I started at like the middle end of what people were charging around here, mm-hmm. and then by the time I raised them, I was at the low end, if not one of the lowest charging farriers around. Um, 
So I ended up raising mine to where they're kind of middle of the road again, still on the lower end. But it depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm just trimming a horse, it's cheaper than putting shoes on versus like I have an additional charge that I put on for if a horse is being ornery and wants to kill me. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm going over 50 miles, I charge a trip fee and that kind of depends on how much of a pain in the butt the client is how much <laughs> i charge for that so so if you're listening to this be nice to your farrier <laughs> <laughs> but no like if i go out of town and have to stay out of town my trip fee it's normally for more than one or two clients mm -hmm. if i have to stay for a couple days so my trip fee includes hotel room time spent getting there um food stuff like that just so that i'm not losing money on an overnight trip mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha and so so now outside of shoeing a little bit here well it kind of ties in but it's kind of a little different i'll get i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask the question here i'm just kind of sorry um so now you do a little bit of cowboying don't you mm. I help people move cows sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't rope. I can rope, but there's a lot of cussing and oh. missing involved. Sounds like most most people <laughs> moving cattle. <laughs> you see the true colors of someone if you <laughs> if you're out there moving cattle with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so hey, have you taken Mike? Out? No, I gave him warning that anything I say to him moving cows isn't supposed to be taken personal. I was more concerned about him towards you, but, you know, hey. <laughs> All right. Well, so now, let's talk about your horses. Because you own two horses. Yep. So what are their names? <laughs> Dusty and Cadillac. A dusty Cadillac. Got it. Yep. Okay. So, how old? Okay. Uh, I, I'm just, I don't want to do just the plan. How old are they? <laughs> you know. Um, so now, where did they come from? Um, dusty came from a friend of my dad who passed away shortly after they graduated high school. Um, his mom wanted her to go somewhere that would take care of her and she wouldn't end up getting sold and abused and... Mm -hmm. who knows what else so he ended up getting her and then i was paying for farrier and most of the vet bills and the one taking care of her and so my dad gave me a bill of sale for her so i've owned her for six years now we've had her since 2011 i believe so but legally she's been mine for about six years okay and so she's with me till she dies yeah she a uh, rope horse or anything? Barrel horse? No, she's ranch horse? a trail pony. She um, she likes going on trail rides, like up in the oh. mountains. We don't really stay on the trail. We kind of go everywhere the trail isn't. Mm -hmm. And she likes that. But supposedly before my dad ended up with her, she was a rope horse. And I believe that because she comes out of a box really nice. And if you have something on the end of the end of a rope, she doesn't like any slack in it. And... She'll hold it tight, so. Mike, grab the rope. We're going to go try something. <laughs> um, you want to cowboy jacks off horses? Yeah. <laughs> that'd now, be, that'd be a little Mike, you ever actually tried cowboy jousting? Yes. You have? Yeah. Did you lose? 
No, I think I did it with you. Then you lost. No. No, <laughs> who was it? We it did was, a good show. That was Mason. With Mason. Yeah, you wrote, you went against Mason Reed. <laughs> and so anyway, <laughs> in that discussion, he's going to hear this and text me and be like, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mason. Um, <laughs> well, and so, so now your other horse. What about him? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? So he came from my roommate's aunt up in Augusta. And I was supposed to bring him down here to sell him. But I went up there the weekend they were moving cows to their summer pasture. Mm -hmm. And rode him moving cows. And he was a pretty cool horse. So I ended up bringing him down here and keeping him. And since then I've kind of questioned keeping him. Because he's... Questionable safety wise. Oh. He's 17 and it's like training a colt. Yeah. It's like, well, by the time he's where I want him to be, he's gonna be in his 20s and. Ready to retire. Ready for retirement. If I wanted to work with a colt, I would have bought a three year old. Mm hmm. But he's been getting on my good side oh, lately, good. so. Kind of sucking up to a, you a little bit. Yeah, he has a little bit of a chance to stick around. Well, good. Good. So now, so now we have you know the angry Italian over here too. Let's. We're talking about. We're on the subject of horses. So Mike, let's talk about your horse. <laughs> so now, I have a theory. Just kind of a scary thought. Because Mike had never mentioned getting a horse until he went trail riding with you. Oh, he might have once or twice before. No, he did. But that was like over a year ago. I was gonna say he messaged me like almost two years ago, saying he was thinking yeah, about was getting a horse. Bad. And well, because it was after I was done with shoeing school. Yeah, but it... so it was like twenty-one, spring yeah. of twenty-one. He messaged me on Facebook. Yeah. And said okay. he was wanting to get a horse. And that didn't happen. Then he bought a <laughs> then he bought a horse shirt from my dad, and then that was a trip to Washington and back, and then. Mike's dad <laughs> destroys the horse trailer with the skid steer. <laughs> so Mike's on the hunt for a horse trailer. Yeah. Going up to Kalispell, Montana. Gonna go find him one. A wild horse trailer in its natural habitat. So anyway, so <laughs> Mike. I'm gonna turn this microphone a little bit. I'm gonna turn Mike's microphone. Kay. Mike, Mike, get it? Yeah. Um... So what's kind of your plans with your horse? What do you want to do with it? You want to just be a trail horse? You want to train it to rope off of? You want to... Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> You're Definitely just... trail riding. Yeah. See how he does with packing. There you go. Good pack horse. Yeah, hunting season will be fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to drag anything anywhere. Yeah, but watching him, the way he turns, the way he moves, and Gatlin's seen it, he definitely looks like he has cutting horse in him. Yeah. Well, if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. With how he's built. He's yeah, exactly. He's got the tiny feet. Tiny feet. <laughs> he's definitely short. Yeah. That is, that is for sure. Well, he'd make a decent heel horse. He's not <laughs> a heading horse. No, no, no. He, that's what I mean. He'd make a good heel horse. He's small enough, but he's got the butt. He's got that quarter horse butt that would be just great. Yeah. In fact, I might have to use a picture of him as the uh, the picture for the podcast on... <laughs> I have a picture if you want it. <laughs> just so then, you know, people know what, exactly what we're talking about here. Yeah. So right now, you just kind of, you're just, well, 
your plan is to just kind of get him broke, just ground broke, yeah. just kind of. Yeah, we're still seeing how much groundwork he knows. Now he's fine with a saddle being put on him. Yeah. Found that one out. So I guess from here, a little bit more groundwork and then might try ground driving him. Make mm-hmm. sure his brakes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's oh, an you important don't need, one. You don't need <laughs> brakes. Just wait for about four feet of snow and just jump on his back and go. Yeah. Um, and then it's uh, kind of trying to track down someone who has a round pen. Mm-hmm. So that way, if he decides to spook at something, he's not uh, not walking five miles to go find him. Mm-hmm. Well, in worst cases, I know of a guy who can buy uh, bucking horses or we can yeah. try him out on a fucking shoot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so how how old is he? Have you ever, have you figured out how old he was? I thought he was about four. Somewhere between four and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as mm-hmm. we see, he's he's filled out nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Still, so, he's still growing a little. Oh, really? He's gotten a little taller than when I got him. So. Cool. We'll see what his finished height is. He's got some muscle on him now, too. Yeah. He might be a head horse yet. Uh, <laughs> I doubt Either it. Either that or, you know, we could always see a, you could always turn him into a tie-down horse. But uh, <laughs> if he's got the speed, you can make him a bulldogging horse. He's fast. I will give him that. Mike, you're going to have to learn how to become a bulldogger. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to change the subject now because you're looking at me like I'm good. you're going to kill me. So... <laughs> No, I have a day job. I can't get hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. And what is your day job? <laughs> dirt work. Yeah. Mike moves dirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. See how much work we do in February. Yeah. With weather and everything and snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but my time off is probably be spent messing with a the horse. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But so now, I let me catch him. So I mean, that's a plus. Hey, that's. That's yeah. that's awesome. But uh, I'm proud of you. There is concerns he might be night blind. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah. And if you look at his eyes, one of the, one of his eyes has a little glossy spot, like hazy haziness mm-hmm. over it. So, well, it's interesting though because my dad he used to have a head horse that was blind in one eye. And it's interesting. The interesting thing about horses is that, you know, he was blind in one eye, but he. My dad could still rope off of him. In fact, my dad would win money off of him. Because, well, what it was is a head horse, and so it was the left eye. And so he would, well, if you're on him, left eye. That'd make, directions confuse left me. Left is still left, left. on the horse. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if you're looking at his nose, be his right eye uh, anyway. Be your right side. Yeah. His left eye yeah. still. It just goes, <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> um... But anyway, that horse, though, you know, he was blind. As long as you were in an arena, he was good. Yep. You couldn't take him trail riding because he had no death perception. <laughs> but you back him into a box, he knew what to do. You know, yep. and um, so, I mean, you know, even if a horse is slightly blind and stuff, you can st- they could still work and they could still do good. Yep. Um, Best horse I ever put shoes on didn't have an eye. Really? Stood in a round pen while I, well, I guess I trimmed him, didn't put shoes on him, but yeah, didn't move a muscle. No kidding. Favorite horse I ever trimmed. <laughs> well, so now, yeah, that's... So now you work... Obviously, you have to... Your job is to work around horses. <laughs> Duh. Uh, I mean, sorry. You know what I mean, though. Like, you, you're you always around horses. So did shoeing teach you, um, from, like, outside of shoeing, 
like just how to like understand a horse, how to work with a horse, how to, you know, kind of pick up on what they're. And I'm sure you knew some of that going into it, obviously. Yeah. But has shoeing helped you more? It's made me a lot more patient. Made you okay. With my own horses and everybody else's because I used to have a fuse that wasn't very long before I'd flip out and working with other people's horses I kind of had to teach myself to be a lot more patient and mm-hmm. so that helped a lot yeah and then being able to read horses when you're working on one you kind of have to feel when they're going to blow up or not yeah so that helped with being on the ground around them especially being on one being mm-hmm. able to feel when they might decide they want to be a bronc yeah yeah so <laughs> with that then so there's that old thing about um you know a horse can feel what you're feeling they can tell if you're nervous they can tell if you're not you know so going into it shoeing horses i mean i'm sure you've been doing it long enough that it doesn't bug you any but like is it one of those things where you have to go into it with a just in general like just a really positive mindset so that horse oh yeah yeah, if I'm having a bad day, if my morning starts out bad, mm-hmm. and I'm just in a bad mood all day, they read that and pick up on it, and they start acting up, and then it makes me in more of a bad mood. And so it's kind of one of those things where I have to clean the slate before I go work with people's horses so that mm-hmm. I'm not fighting them for three hours and yeah. late to my next appointment. And mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting, interesting thing. is uh, So I don't know if you guys know who Gary LeFew is. He's a world champion bull rider from 70s and 80s, and he puts on these amazing bull riding schools now. But he and part of his bull riding schools is that he covers the psychological side of rodeo, the psychological lot that that words. It's been a long day. The psychological side of just dealing with animals, and there's something to the effect of, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but horses, dogs, and all those are on. A different f- frequency, quote unquote. You can't. Nobody can see it, but I'm doing air quotations. A, um, a different brain frequency, so that they can pick up on feelings rather than, du- you know, like direct um, emotions. Like, like Mike sitting here looking at me all angry, like, <laughs> like a horse doesn't look at you and be like, he looks angry. No, they they like. They can pick up on your anger. Mike's not actually angry. He just has RBF. He's going to leave me here. (laughs) I just got to tease him. It's been a while since I've gotten to hang out with Mike. I just got to tease him a little bit. Well, he likes to tease me too, though. What was that? He just knocked my head off the table. Good job. I'm proud of you. He might leave me too. <laughs> so, anyway, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, that's right. So I get distracted by Mike's hat going flying. But anyway, and so some people, you know, I've heard of people being like, "Oh, that's a myth" and all that. But I, I know for a fact, and I'm going to ask someone who's around horses daily. Is that true? That horses can can for sure pick up on your subconscious, your your feelings, like oh, yeah. your emotions. Yeah. 
they definitely know when you're in a bad mood versus a good mood. Mm-hmm. Well, so now, like, when you're in a bad mood or you're stressed and stuff, do a lot of the horses try to test you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll pull their feet away or they'll try to bite me or set back when they're tied up. And... Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> now Caitlin's getting a little flustered over here. She's getting all worked up. But... <laughs> So now, have you have you been, have you been helping Mike a little bit here? And I'm not saying Mike isn't a good horseman because he is. But have you been kind of helping Mike work with his horse and kind of get the uh, the understanding of a little bit? I try not to overstep, and mm -hmm. if he has a question, I'll answer it. But mm -hmm. I'm also not like a backseat driver. Like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do yeah. that. Because I learned by, my grandpa turned us out on Greenbroke horses and told us to hold onto the reins if we came off. And we weren't allowed to use saddles or head stalls till we were big enough to put them on. So we were in a halter. And if they dump you 10 miles from the barn, that's a long walk back. Yeah. So that's how I learned how to ride. I never really had any real lessons or teaching. It was kind of figure it out as you go and mm -hmm. worked for my sister and I, so... Outstanding. That's the route he gets to take. <laughs> now, obviously, it's kind of weird talking about Mike as he's sitting right here. So, Mike, let's get your side of it. What's it? I mean, like I said, you are a good horseman. Obviously, you know, you're still kind of learning, I guess, how to, you know, work around him. It, what what is that like to you? I mean, is it is it a little bit? I know it can be kind of frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, going from a borrowing someone's horse that's dead broke to having to work with a horse that you've never that, to my knowledge, hasn't had much time put into him is definitely different. Because mm -hmm. it's like you think, oh, we should be doing this when it's like. You gotta think about it. Be like, well, wait. He probably wasn't. Someone did some work with him, but you don't know what. So it's like, was that actually done with him? Does he know what to do? Mm -hmm. Versus, like, your horse is like dusty, and he's dead broke. He can probably put a kid on him, and he won't go anywhere. I mean, she'll be honorary, but she'll just trot to the gate or the trailer. Yeah. And but. Going from horses, you know, everything's been done with and nothing mm -hmm. is yeah. different. Well, so now, and I don't mean this in a rude way, Mike, but I think all of us sitting here can agree that you have a tiny bit of a temper at times. And now, the great thing about working around horses is it, like Caitlin said, it teaches you patience. <laughs> So this is this is probably a good thing. <laughs> Remember when I said I used to have a short fuse? Yeah. It was comparable. Oh. <laughs> oh. So There's now, hope for him. So now, I'm, who knows? I might get to the point where I, I, I might mess something up and Mike might not get mad at me. You know, who knows? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's worth the wait and see. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, with that note, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> but, so now... I'm going to come back to you in a second, Caitlin. Okay. Mike. 
Oh boy, we're gonna change gears a little bit. Talk, from talking about horses, let's talk a little bit about rodeo. Mr. Soundman extraordinaire. So, now, because I know, because I, I ran the sound, but like people listening, stuff like that. What's it like sitting up in the sound box, sitting there playing all the musics? And is it stressful? Is it, I mean, just kind of, what's your take on it? And you can be honest. I know that you essentially work for me, doing that. Um, like I said, you can be you can be brutally honest. I don't. Oh, my, my boss sucks for that. Oh, wow. I mean, you're not wrong. But anyway. And all of a sudden, he's fired. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Mike does good work. He proved it at Livingston. I was very impressed. Um, going from like watching rodeos to being like part of one, but not. Well, you like are, as a contestant, why? Yeah. But like behind you, the scenes, more so. Yeah, you are part of one. You're, you're yeah, you're contract personnel. You yes, are, but like you're not. Like when you look at like the barrel racers or mm -hmm. the ropers or you know at stock and stuff, it's like you're not getting on a horse, you're not getting on a bull, and being like, I just have to do this. Yeah. It's you're constantly having to watch what else is going on. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about timing. Yes, and making sure, kind of like watching, take bowls for example, watching for the head nod mm -hmm. versus when you're sitting out in the stands, you just wait for the gate to open. Yeah. Because it comes to like when you change music and songs and stuff mm -hmm. and timing everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, okay, so let me put this into perspective for you. So now you, you mentioned that it's... You know, you're not quite part of the... Whoa! That made some noise. <laughs> Note to self, never move my microphone. Um, <laughs> so anyway, put this in perspective for you, Mike, is without you, the rodeo sucks. Yes. So now think about that. You're saying you're not, you're not as important as the contestants and stuff like that. But you are. You're just as important. Yes. But because it's a fact of... You good over there? <laughs> um, she just took a swig of Pendleton whiskey. Not a sponsor, but hey, if you guys want to sponsor me, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're looking, like when you go to a rodeo, mm -hmm. you don't think, oh, like, because you hear the announcer, he's always talking. You see all the contestants, you see the judges, you see the pickup men. Yeah. But like there's a lot that you don't see. You don't see the stock contractors who are sitting there yeah. hoping everything goes good. You, know, you don't really see the sound man. Like, he's, like there's a lot of stuff that, for the rodeo to actually happen, a lot mm -hmm. more goes into it than just contestants showing up. Absolutely. And it's the fact of, like, when I now go into a rodeo, I think about it. Mm -hmm. But before, like, you go to a rodeo, you don't really think about everything else. What it takes to make music yes. play. And what it takes for the music, what it takes for setting up sound, what it takes for getting cattle there, what it takes for, you know, mm -hmm. everything to run on time and as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Well, think about this too. Like I said, your job is just as important. Actually, your job is more important than a lot of people's jobs. I'm probably going to get shit for that. But, but, think about this. You ever been to a rodeo with no music or no, no sound? No, I've, exactly. been, I've been to some that have bad sound. Well, sure. But you've never been to one that has no sound and no music. Yes. That's your job. Yep. <laughs> See what I mean? Yes. It's, I mean, 
Actually, it's kind of both of our jobs, but, you know, we're not going to get into that because it's my sound equipment. Anyway, um, also, we're not going to include the fact that I still owe Mike money. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned that. I kind of hope you forgot about no, it. I didn't forget about it. What? I didn't forget about it. Okay. Anyway. I haven't been saying anything about it. Nah, well, I appreciate that. No. I owe money from the last rodeo he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't been saying anything about it because you just buy a truck that you needed to make yeah, money. Well, yeah, you know, I... Yeah. You have to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. one thing that, like, growing up, you don't think about mm-hmm. until it's like you're an adult. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I have an actual job. I have to actually spend money to make, make money. money. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, my, my rodeo and rig decided to blow a hole in the engine block. One of the pistons decided to leave the chat. But anyway. <laughs> they find that thing or is it, like, sitting on 90 somewhere? <laughs> uh, they found pieces of it. <laughs> it was, yeah. Like I said, yeah, go a, big or go home. Do you have a picture oh, of that by hold chance? On. Well, it looks like... We're going to have to cut this a little short here. The batteries are about to... batteries died in my... Right error? I don't know what that means. We're experiencing technical difficulties. It's saying right error? Yeah. It's having issues probably. That, I can't comprehend the situation here. Well, is it... It's still recording. Wait, does it record to your phone? No, it's recording to an SD card. It's having issues with the SD card. Well, you know, uh, it cleared the screen, so it must be doing fine. So okay. anyway, we're back after some... I guess some, we'll find out. Yeah, I, we're back after some technical difficulties. Uh, the handheld deal died. Mike's cracking open a cold one. So is Caitlin. I was going to try to open it at the same time, so it didn't make as much noise. Oh, no, you need to make... In fact, hold up the mic and just... <laughs> but... So anyway... Yeah, usually I say these podcasts are unedited and uncut. This one is going to be edited because i got to take the second half and merge it with the first half. So, um, yeah, nobody judge. Anyway. <laughs> so, so back to what we were talking about. <laughs> yes, your rodeo rig died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ble- blew a hole in the side of the block. I mean, the size of a potato. <laughs> so I can describe the, the sizing. <laughs> the size of an average-sized potato. And decided to make one of the pistons go yeetus deletus. Hey, at least the cop the shot the high patrol there. He's nice enough to give you a ride. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, what we were saying earlier, I still owe Mike money, but um, he's being nice about it. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and it ain't much money. It's just a little bit of money for doing a rodeo. In fact, I think I was paying him more than I got paid. <laughs> I had to bribe him to show up <laughs> because, you know. Although she somehow got roped into being a timer. Yeah, she did. Uh, they, <laughs> their, their timer that they were supposed to get didn't show up. So, um, well, anyway, that long pause was because I was looking over at Caitlin because, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so Caitlin got roped into being a timer. Well, she was, had you ever timed a rodeo before that? Mm-mm. So, it was kind of like, here's a stopwatch, watch the judges, and you'll be fine. And she went to it. She did great. We had a whole we had a whole staff up there. Like, this felt like a pro deal. Yeah. I got to say, that is definitely a nice fairgrounds they have here. It is. Livingston, surprisingly, has a very nice fairgrounds. Although they also have probably one of the biggest, bigger rodeos in Montana on the 4th of July. That's true. In fact, going on right now is the uh, the circuit finals. I was supposed to go, but, you know, fuel pumps. <laughs> um, yeah, so, new truck, but it needs a fuel pump. 
At least it's had a new bed put on recently, so it'll be easy to take the bed off. Well, that's without true. Without dropping the whole tank out. That is very true. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, wow, this podcast went from being great to just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Depressing? <laughs> no, no, just technical difficulties. Lose your train of thought because of it. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna have to edit this. I hope it comes out okay. Otherwise, all people are gonna get is the first half. Mike's gonna be saying something, and just gonna die. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> woo. Or we'll be sitting here again Sunday redoing this. <laughs> yeah, but this. The, okay, so those of you that don't know, when I interview someone, it is. I don't script it. It is just boom. We just go and I just, well, procrastinate along the way <laughs> and make questions based off of what's being said. So, um, yeah, that's, it's going to be, it, it just trying to redo it would be a little tough because it, yes. it's, it, when we, when we do it the first time, it's not scripted. And we are just having a jolly old time. You know, like, I'm getting legitimate reactions from you guys. You guys are giving, like, you know, you, I have legitimate reactions. I mean, it's that's like saying, normal conversation between the three of us, but more on track. Exactly. Because most of our conversations go about 20 different directions at <laughs> once. And uh, half the time make no sense. In fact, most of our conversations, if people heard them, would check us into a mental ward. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, let's not do that over here. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to knock on the door, dude with a straight jacket. Come on. Go get the grippy socks on. Um, <laughs> Coming from... Where do we... Taylor's been in one. <laughs> what? Taylor's been in... No, she hasn't. No, she tried to get herself oh, in right. she did not. Yeah, but she, but she did say, because she did work at the hospital in Mosin, mm -hmm. that uh, they do get grippy socks, and apparently they do look really fun. Dude, I had to wear grippy socks when I had my knee surgery, and I actually kept them around for probably a good two years, because grippy socks are actually really cool. Does anyone know where to find a pair on Amazon cheap so we can uh, test them out? Just ask your mom. Oh, that's right. That's Your mom's a pharmacist. Oh, yeah, that's no, right. that's what I got for Christmas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what does that say about how did Mike? How does well, your mom feel about cake? <laughs> they're not like true grippy socks. They have the grippies on the bottom. Yeah, because they're they're wolf socks. So that way, if you're walking around like on your in your house, mm -hmm. you have to worry about slipping and falling and end up with a hospital bill. <laughs> Psych ward socks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Caitlin. Anything about this, though, if you have them on and you do go end up at the ER, they probably won't take them off. That's you true. You already got them on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. Our conversations go a hundred different directions. The whole point of this was to talk about horseshoeing, and now here we are talking about gritty socks. <laughs> it's part of the fun. It is. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. You guys got alcohol. I got an energy drink. It's a great time. I mean, Mike's got alcohol. They don't. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody will know. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. Let's back up a little bit. Caitlin 
back to a little bit about horses here. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? I'm sorry. We could talk about grippy socks some more if you'd like. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, so now, don't you also, like in the wintertime, you are a little slow. Don't you occasionally go work, do other work? What was it? Um, Occasionally. This year I haven't been. I actually got a phone call yesterday from the guy I work for in the wintertime. But I've been staying busy enough this winter. And on the days that I'm not working, I don't. I just stay at my house. Oh. I don't spend money. Because where I work in the wintertime, I don't make enough to really even cover my fuel. It's more of a kind of helping him out a little bit. But I've just been staying home this winter. Gotcha. No side job. Yeah. Now, that side job, though, is an interesting job. Yes. You want to talk about that, or you want to change the subject? Yes, it depends on what the chances of my boss listening to this podcast are. Okay, let me just... <laughs> I'm just going to sugarcoat it. You make really nice halters. Yes. Yeah, that gets sold in... What did you say? Murdoch's? Um, Murdoch's sells um, Western Ranch Supply and Billings. Um... Clinton Anderson has his own line that they've been doing a lot of this year. Um, Teskey's down in Texas has them. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, Rocky Mountain Supply up here has them. So kind of all over the place. Really high-quality rope halters as opposed to... Am I, am I allowed to say other brands? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, as opposed to like Double Diamond or those Mustang brand ones that mm-hmm. come out of China. Yeah. They're a lot... Higher quality. You know why? Because they're made in America. <laughs> Belgrade, Montana. <laughs> Belgrade, Montana. <laughs> now, what's the name of this company? Steel Halters. Steel Halters. So, just because you work for them, we're just going to do a little bit of advertising here. If you're looking for a good rope halter, Steel Halters. Belgrade, Montana. It is a Montana. good company. I just don't make enough to... Yeah. I don't work enough hours or tie enough halters to make what I need to to cover my fuel there and back with shoeing on the side. Gotcha. But it's still kind of a cool job. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? He's fun to work with. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> so, like, oh, you good? It's a good work environment. Yeah, you good? Uh-huh. What's up? Whoa, this chair's tipping. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to rebuild these things. Yeah, Again. we're sitting on chairs that Mike built and they're kind of a little tippy. Okay, in my defense, I was using a little portable saw you hold in your hand, trying to make the most accurate cuts I could. I'm proud of you. They could be worse. It ain't much, but <laughs> it's it honest was, work. And it was my first go around at making them, so. Yeah. They're better than other homemade stools I've seen. Well, that's true. The, these are kind of the test dummies. Uh-huh. Prototype. Yeah, prototypes. So now we talked about high quality halters. <laughs> Don't buy stools from Mike Principe. <laughs> not, not yet. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Mike Principe Woodworking. Stay away. <laughs> hey, my, my welds hold, though. So. <laughs> yeah, your welds... I'm pretty sure you welded that rack, that hat rack. No, that was you. Was I using my welder or your welder? I don't remember. You welded the hat rack, though. I, I'm a good welder. I don't know what you're... I don't know what happened there. Because <laughs> there is penetration on those welds. I don't... Did you weld the bottom? 
Oh boy. In the middle of a podcast, Mike's yeah. getting up walking over looking at welds on a hat rack made out of horseshoes. I, I actually don't know what happened on that one. Because yeah. the other one's holding just fine. Yeah, it is. With your hat. Yeah. Even though I made the rack. <laughs> huh. <laughs> See, this is what I like. This is what I was, so before we started, you know, I, I everybody that I've interviewed always is a little bit nervous before like the podcast because they see like microphones and stuff and like ah. it's like no, we're just here to have fun. I spend most of my time by myself, and if I'm not by myself, I'm with Mike. So, so in other words, you're with Mike <laughs> <laughs> or my dog. But uh, oh yeah, old Leon. Leon. Leon the dog. Um. Well, so anyway, so yeah, so most people are kind of nervous initially when you start, when I always start the podcast, if you listen, in fact, sometimes I'm a little bit nervous too, they're really like short responses, short, and then here you are by the end of it having like open conversations about grippy socks and rope halters. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a good time here. <laughs> and um, speaking of that, one more advertisement, rodeopatches.com. Are you sponsored by them, or is that just... They are making official CB Rodeo Show patches. We're, we're, we're going uptown here. We're, we are going up, moving on up. Started in a back alley. Started in a back <laughs> Actually, it started in a... Now we're on a side street. Yeah, it started in the back of a camper, didn't it? Now, actually, this podcast started, yeah, in, a, in an old, worn-out trailer. Um... At a rodeo grounds in West Yellowstone. In West Yellowstone, <laughs> and now here we are. We moved up. We're sitting at a kitchen island counter thing in the house in Livingston. Yeah, we're moving on up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next step is a studio. Yes, I don't make any money off this, so we're probably not. <laughs> Although my last one, my last podcast is interesting because we did it in the middle of a bar. Yeah, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> yeah, down old saloon. Yeah. Yeah, I got permission from the manager and everything. You should listen to it. I have listened to like half an episode of one of these because I listened then, then it to just, whatever he has playing. You just got <laughs> bored and just turned it off? No, it's because I was driving home and I got home and now I just listen to whatever he has on the radio. Wow. You guys are real exciting. <laughs> you guys are real exciting. But anyway, yeah, no, so um, we're going to be getting some CB Rodeo Show patches going. I'll be giving some to you guys. I don't know if you actually want them. I'm just going to go here. Have I'll find some something to put it on. Yeah, you know. Um, I'll put it in a frame and hang it in my house. Oh. <laughs> you going to get window stickers made, do you think? Uh, so... Not through rodeo patch deal, but my mom actually. I've been. I was talking to her today. I know, right? I know, right? My mommy's gonna make me foam. No, but uh, no. My mom's got one of those those cricket things. Yeah. You know, like the it has like they make stickers. For yeah, things. you can make stickers and stuff. So I told her. I said, "Well, I'll buy the materials and then, but you know, so then she'll make them and then mail them to me. So we have like. Can I put one on the back of my horseshoe and truck? Heck yeah, you can. In my regular truck. Heck yeah, you can. <laughs> So mom's gonna listen to this, and so, yeah, mom, I, I think those are gonna work. We ought to, we ought to get this going. <laughs> this is like one of those deals, you know, like the old thing about seeing on TV. Hi, mom. You know, like that's what it feels like. 
Um, yeah, you know, my family from two states over listens to this. It's kind of interesting. In fact, it's funny because you look at the like the map of like people who listen to it, and it's like a big, huge, bright orange blob in Washington. And like some faint blue in Montana. Yeah, and then there's like a little tiny bit in Montana, which I think it's just based on the servers because I know, I know there's people in Montana that listen to it. And then you got California. It's kind of weird the amount of Californians that actually listen to this and thing. And the East Coast. Yeah, and the East Coast. And there's even people in Australia. Places that I will and never shoot horses. And there's a bunch in the UK. You this is purely because we're friends. I highly like the picture in Montana. Oh, no. This is a little bit of advertising. For... <laughs> I'm going to fly to Australia to shoot horses. Taylor Ferrier Services. <laughs> I mean, hey, if they want to pay for everything. Yeah. I always wanted to go to, <laughs> to Australia. To any of the Australians <laughs> out there listening. Trip fee is going to be crazy high. You want to go to Horseshoe or down there out back? Down there, out back. Out in the outback. Down under? Down under. I get Adam on a sandwich. <laughs> um, call Caitlin Taylor. I really <laughs> hope you get a phone call from someone in Australia wanting to hire you. Do not put my phone number on Spotify. 406. <laughs> I don't remember the rest, so we're good. <laughs> but Pulls out your contact list. I could. Let's see here. Let's go to the phone number. I'm not going to do that. I because there will be you'll get some like random like I'll prank get call. some weird calls. Yeah, that that number will be disconnected for <laughs> oh eternity. I will get after that. Phone yeah, like can you come shoot my cat? You know, like, you <laughs> can come just, trim my goats for me. Yeah, which have no, you ever you. even asked? Um, I trim trimmed goats in shoeing school, and since then I've refused to trim goats. Really? I will trim horses, ponies, mules, and draft horses. What about donkeys? And donkeys. And donkeys. I have some mini donkeys. I do. They're pretty cute. Oh, that's cool. They're jerks, but they're cute. This <laughs> one time, I was at a rodeo, and some friends of mine, they had, this, they had this little mini pony. And they were like, hey, can you hold them and watch them for a minute? we got to go do something. I said, yeah, sure. I thought it would be kind of fun to, you know, fling a leg over him and I straddled him. My feet were on the ground. Like, he was a mini pony. Well, this mini pony didn't like me doing that. So here's this little mini pony. He starts kind of like bucking a little, like more or less crow hopping. Well, with my feet on the ground, I'm trying to keep up with this mini pony, so I'm jumping with him. <laughs> we make it probably about 200 feet before I finally figure out how to fling my leg back over without getting attacked. Like, how do I not fall and get trampled by this 600-pound pony? Right, yeah. I feel like that's being generous. 300-pound pony. Hey, at least when you've crow hopped-ish with you, you are on flat ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dusty crow with me on the side of a mountain. So she's not broke, me, the but horse. Not that broke. <laughs> she's yeah. broke, but not that broke. Yeah, yeah. She'll test you. Did you live? I'm sitting here, so <laughs> allegedly. You didn't end up on the ground. I'm impressed. A swift yeah. correction. And the thing, all that though, was because Caddy went and yeah. untied my horse and then spooked him. <laughs> No. Yeah. You might as well tell me over the air. <laughs> so went riding. So took sixes with the ponium, mm-hmm. just to see like, because his halter broke, but just to see if he knows where his feet are at and how we do, just like out, basically trail riding, but with he had a, took one of my old saddles and threw it on him, mm-hmm. just to see how he did with the saddle and everything else. Well, Caddy can untie. Horses that are tied to a trailer. No, Caddy is a horse. I'm going to disclose this. Yeah. So the only reason Caddy was there, we were going riding with one of my friends. 
and she um, has a horse that an old friend of my dad's used to have that her family bought from him. And so I was riding that horse and took Caddy with so that he can learn because he's super buddy sour. Like he ran through the electric fence twice yesterday because he got out. Mm -hmm. I put a halter on my mare and he decided that through the electric fence was the option. So I took him to leave him tied to the trailer. And then he... Untied sixes. Uh (laughs) And then, which is funny because I've had sixes tied to the trailer just to see like what he's, what he'll spook at. And like you can knock on the trailer, you can kind of bang on the trailer, make a little bit of noise. And Mm -hmm. he stands just fine. Even if he gets scared, he doesn't step back. He just moves his feet. Which is surprising because when we picked him up at the sale. Oh yeah, that's the other part of the story. (laughs) Yeah. So Mike buys this horse. Well, we drove to Billings in a Hummer. <laughs> yes. So Mike buys his horse, and I, then we, we had to, right after he, the auctioneer said sold, I looked at Mike, or it might have been a little after, I said, Mike, how the hell are we getting this horse home? <laughs> and where is it going? <laughs> well, the first thing out of your mouth was after he said, well, they screwed up because someone else was bidding on the horse. Thought it was the one that was they were showing, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they bid on him, and then they figured out, oh, wait, that's not the he, horse was sold. They figured out that's not the horse I was bidding on. Yeah. Which happened twice mm-hmm. that day, actually. Yeah. Before he left. So he went back to me, and because I was the last one to bid before that person. Mm-hmm. So I believe he said, that he looked at me, he said, so it's yours, sold. And you turned to me and said, congratulations, you bought a horse. We walked at the door. I called you. Yeah, I get a phone call. You're going to hate me. I was like, you bought a horse, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I said I was going down to the look not to buy a horse. Well, I'm pretty sure before you called her, that's when I asked you, okay, Mike, Yeah. how are we getting this home and where is it going? Yep. So I ended up borrowing a truck and a trailer to get home. Yeah, now hold on. You got from my dad. Yes. So you got to elaborate on this here a little bit. So then we continued then to drive from Billings in the Hummer. So we drove to Billings from Bozeman. From, Yep. Back to Manhattan. That we then continued. Then once he bought the horse, got back in the car, drove back to Manhattan, which I don't know how many miles it is. Several hundred miles. It's like a hundred and twenty something. Yeah. So from Manhattan, it's about two and a half hours. No, it's two and a half from Bozeman, so it's probably closer, like two forty-five, three. Yeah. Hours. It depends on how fast you drive. So we yeah. went from Bozeman to Billings, so two hours. Yep. He bought a horse, then we drove. Back to Manhattan. Three, so three hours. Three hours. We drove three hours. He picked. We picked up the trailer in the truck and then drove back. Billings. So another three hours back to Billings. Oh, and, and then there was the rub rails on the top of the bed, <laughs> and one of them caught the wiring and ripped three wires. It ripped all of them. It completely it ripped all of them but one. I fixed one because it was about ready to go. It's best if you don't. Elaborate the number in case you know my dad listens, and then here's how messed up the trailer was. Morgan, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, honestly, it couldn't have happened in a better spot because it happened right in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> no, it happened in the uh, oh, Del the bank. Ta- the no, the Del Taco. Well, yeah, the bank. We parked in the bank to go to Cafe Rio. Cafe Rio. I want to say Del Taco. I don't know why. But <laughs> back to the truck, and I go. The lights aren't working on the trailer. Yeah. In the way the parking lot was set up, it was the bank, like the little street that everyone drives down mm-hmm. and the home to your parking lot. So really it couldn't happen yeah. in a better spot. So we just pulled. pulled out, pulled right into the home to parking lot. 
parked, fixed them in the dark because you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. I was holding a flashlight. Yeah. Mike was sitting there cussing. And- <laughs> <laughs> Trying. And- the fun part was because the wires at that point, because of how old the trailer was. Mm-hmm. Those wires haven't been replaced since my dad bought that. Yeah. Those are and- the wires that, as far as I know, prior from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, how prior- old is the trailer? I don't know. You bought it in an auction, and I wasn't very old. That, that's got a no, that trailer itself has to be, you know, I don't know. It's maybe, not a new trailer. Maybe late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's newer than that. I put it nineties, two thousands. Okay. I'd um, say nineties. Yeah, probably close to the nineties. But the wires, they were almost all white. There was not much color left in the <laughs> wires to figure out which one was which. So it was more of okay, this wire is the same size as this wire. This one's the same size as this one. Thankfully, they all were different sizes. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to put it back together. Well, and then, too, it didn't help. Like, you were you were getting a little upset, which is understandable. I, and then we were like, oh, no, what's Caitlin's dad going to yeah. say? And then right then, Caitlin calls. Yeah. <laughs> yep, she calls. Ask, you know. how's the trip's going? I'm like, well, I'm sitting home to a parking lot, fixing the well, wiring on the trailer. We're still in Billings. Yeah. I was like, it's not take that long. And I'm sitting there in the home to a parking lot fixing the wiring on the trailer. <laughs> Which I think we finally figured out a way for that not to happen. We moved the bungee cord that holds the wire. Oh, good. Don't tell everybody the bungee cord is what holds it on my dad's trailer. We're classy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because that bungee cord's only there for that truck. DOT, don't listen. <laughs> it just... How will they know who it is? Nobody will know. <laughs> All it does is it keeps the wire from beating up the tailgate, really. Well, it doesn't matter because the tailgate on my mom's truck isn't there. No, yes. We're getting all technological here with it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, and then we went back to Manhattan yeah. from Billings. Yeah. My brother meets you at the field to tell you where to turn the horse out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then... And fix fence. Yep, fix yeah. the fence, turn the horse out. And then we drove back to Livingston. Oh, well, no. He tried to run through the fence twice. Oh, and yeah. And then finally figured out where the... F- Watch and make sure you knew where the fencing, like the corners and the edges were. Then we drove back to Livingston. Hot wire is amazing. Not for my horse. It was plugged in. He got shocked twice and ran right through it. Cool. Takes us higher brain power to understand electric fencing. <laughs> yeah, and now yeah. the horse is right here in Livingston. Yeah. Hanging out with Festus. Yeah. <laughs> Old Texas Jeff. <laughs> yep. Now, if you... If, he, he doesn't know how to listen to this type of deal, so we're going to talk about him a little bit. <laughs> does he bit. have a smartphone? Or he, he does. He does now. Yeah, he he, find, he had to go. He went out and got one. I remember when he... Because he used to be my roommate, and I remember when he had a flip phone. When we worked together, I had a flip phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hold on. I got one. I have two phones, though. There's my flip phone. But uh, anyway... Oh, we it, know what one's for. We know what the other one's for. You make that sound like I'm doing this sketchy stuff here. No. One is for business. The other one is to talk to my friends and family. Let's make that very clear. I was going to say something, but... Please don't. That's the song. What song? Never mind. We're not going to go there. But anyway, oh, Festus. We call him Festus because I don't know if anybody listening has ever seen Gunsmoke. But the character... On there, Festus. Jeff sounds just like him. He does. <laughs> like, I, I can usually do an impersonation, but I can't right now. Cause just because I would start laughing too hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And 
He's straight out of Texas. Yep. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from Texas. I would have never guessed. And he's a punchy son of a gun. He is a he. He's an old grumpy cowboy. Is what he is. <laughs> Him and Boyd would get along great. Yeah. Yeah, they would. I just saw Boyd the other day down at the. Down at Kenyon Noble. I think I told you about that. I feel like you see him more than I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. I saw that shifter knob he made my brother. Oh, yeah? How'd it turn out? Really cool. Really? Because he showed it to me before he finished it. Boyd is Caitlin's... Grandpa. Grandpa. He's my mom's stepdad. Okay. But he's been around since before I was around, so he's grandpa. Yeah. He's a heck of a guy. <laughs> Used to be a crop duster. He's had a lot of jobs, but yeah. yes. Still the airplane hanger up there. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's pretty cool. With a shooting range right off the side. Heck yeah. Yeah, no, I remember when I went when I went out there hunting on this place there. I walked on one ridge, the across from the hangar, and like he's to up, the east. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'll pick you up down below, and as You're I'm like, walking, where's down below? Yeah, I just started walking. I was like, well, I'm bound to be down below here eventually. <laughs> I look up and he's just following me in the pickup on the other side on the ridge heading towards the hangar. You're like, everything is going to see you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because then he was, me and him were texting back and forth. He started, he started texting me <laughs> as I was out there hiking, the looking for deer. The service is on top of the hills. Oh. Yep. Yeah. He, I, I can confirm. Yeah. No, he was texting me <laughs> while we were, while I was trying to hunt. My phone would go, D -d -d -d. I'm like, what the heck is that? Look at, boy. Same grandpa that taught us to ride horses on Greenbrook horses. Yeah. And halters. Out in the middle of the hills. He's a heck of a dude. <laughs> He's a goofy. He's a goofy He's one. He's goofy. He says what's on his mind unless he doesn't. And then you're always wondering what's on his mind. Well, for the most part, unless he can't hear you. Well, he turns his hearing aids off. If I had hearing aids, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> people, are, people are just rambling on. Click. Turns the pastor off at church. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the speaker. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but but when he does that, he says, "What do you say?" He's like, "Um, the pastor. I wouldn't be surprised if got whiplash how fast he turned his head." And Grandpa uh, told him it was his conversation. <laughs> mind his own business and keep preaching. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> but. Oh boy! <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sixes. Oh yeah. We, Back to horses. We took took him riding. Oh. Ponying him. And he got untied. Yep. Yeah. So Caddy untied him. This is how all of our conversations yeah. go. This is what I was talking about. This like, is more on track, actually. We wouldn't have circled back normally. That's true. Yeah. So we're doing good. <laughs> so Caddy untied him. He's spooked. Uh huh. So I already had my saddle on Dusty, ready to go, and I can decently move up, not great. I probably, I can catch something that I actually have to, it would probably take me a few tries. Mm -hmm. be the same as me, a lot of cussing and missing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I brought my rope with him, I'm like, well, in case he comes untied or something and he wants to be a pain to catch, I have something else that we can catch him with. Well, he figured out, as he, when he spooked, he went and saw the other horses that were there. And he's fine with Dusty. Until he saw I had the rope on the saddle. 
He's scared of ropes. We found out after this that he is absolutely petrified of ropes. Hmm. So before we got him at the, I got him at the sale. I don't know what all happened, but he does not. He's not a fan of ropes at all. Yeah. Like he's fine with the halter, mm -hmm. but that's about about it. But like if you let the weed rope on the halter fall and mm -hmm. he sees like you're just dragging it, he'll turn around and not let you buy him. He but knows. if it's all in your hand, he's fine. He knows how long the lead rope is. Yeah, he figured out how long his lead rope is. <laughs> because he's like, you're within 12 feet of me, you can grab my lead rope. Yep. He, fit, he found that one out. <laughs> so, can definitely tell you this. He is definitely a fast horse when you watch him run. Mm -hmm. And how much ground he can cover in a short time from trying to catch him. <laughs> well, you get better get him no longer afraid of ropes. We're working on it. <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. I feel like this isn't the best place to say how. You know, <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> I don't care what people think. I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah. You know, so like, let's hear Am it. Am I allowed to cuss? I don't give a shit. Okay. Oh, so what we've been doing is, like, catch him, put his halter on, walk him around. So, like, he's, you know, he's fine with me, he's fine with Caitlin. He's okay with me. We're not yeah. friends. <laughs> Just acquaintances. Yeah. After... He, if Mike has him caught, we're fine. Mm -hmm. yep. If he's loose, I don't think I could catch him. And I think that also has to do with whoever had him before. He's not a huge fan of people. Unless he knows who they are and they spend time with them. Because mm -hmm. um, like he's fine with the people out there going out to him and yeah. not running off. It, it's kind of like, well, you know how Elsie, my dog. Yeah. Elsie's my dog. You know how she is. She was a rescue. Mm -hmm. She came off of the crow res at like six-ish months old. They don't even... That was their guesstimate is that like when I got her, she was six months. And she just got here at Stafford Animal Shelter in Livingston like a week before I got her. Mm -hmm. But certain people... And men especially, like, she's fine with me. She's fine with you, obviously. Yeah. But, and like, she's fine with my family. But certain people that she doesn't know, she hides from them. Uh-huh. Six is the same way. So whatever happened to him before I got him, I have no idea what happened. But he's not the biggest fan of people. <laughs> I was going to have you crack that right above the mic. It. Here, here. A cold drink. drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, not the biggest fan of people. But once you catch him, he's fine. Mm -hmm. What we've been doing is walking around, and then I have an old rope that actually when I bought my saddle, it came with it, and the use for it is nothing because of how it was treated before. You can't mm -hmm. even make a loop out of it. So it was a rope that has no use I don't care about. So just take it and you're, I was just stringing out in a line mm -hmm. and making, you know, walk past it and just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that when he, when I was feeding him before he is where he is now, put the rope by his hay and just slowly work his hay toward the rope. Mm -hmm. And he was, I don't know how he is now with ropes. I have to he's test fine. that theory again. He's fine with them on his feet. Yeah. Because he started catching his feet and stuff. Oh. Just to see what all he... He says that. We tied his foot up and yeah. picked his other foot up and laid him on the ground. Oh. There you go. 
And yeah, after that, actually, he didn't try kicking again. Really? Yeah. That's a method on personal horses, not client horses. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, who? Somebody could be listening to this, and be like, "Hey, I ought to try that." You know, who knows? Yeah. So, but you know, we've also we've roped his two back feet a few times. Mm-hmm. That was actually, I think Emily was the one who did that. We had Emily with us, and it was cold. Oh. It was like the first snow when it first yep. started snowing. So we're Back out in there November. Uh, in the headlights because at this point it gets dark at like five. Yeah. Trying to rope his feet in the dark. Disclaimer, we wouldn't have tied him down if he hadn't kicked the shit out of me. Oh. Twice. <laughs> Not just once, but twice. Yeah. Well, it was technically once, but he got both legs. Oh. So, yeah, but oh. like he's been hula hand and he's fine. Like if you can get a rope around his neck. It's almost like having a halter on. Hold on, Mike. You're out there hula. Oh, okay. I did. Okay. I, did. I was like, Mike, where did you learn how to hula hand? That's the one way I can catch something is the hula hand. Because yeah. sometimes a, you, you make your loop, and he he'd see the loop mm. above your head, and he'd just be he just start running around in a circle as fast as he can mm-hmm. to avoid getting caught because he was afraid of rope still. The yeah. fun part about electric fence is you make the pin smaller. <laughs> It, yeah, it makes it easier to try and rope him, except for the fact that then he starts going faster in a tighter circle. Mm-hmm. So, he's a fun horse. Yeah. 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 But once he's... I think he's going to be a good horse, though. Well, once so, once yeah. everything's done, he should be a good horse. Yeah. you just got to stay on him. Yeah. At some point this winter, he's going up to Caitlin's grandparents. Oh. He's going to get tied to a post, and we're going to see... We're going to start with 22 work our way up to a shotgun and then a rifle to see how he does the gunshots. There you go. Because I'm not going to have, I prefer to not have a horse that has never heard a gunshot. Mm-hmm. And I want to go in the backcountry to go hunting. That does not sound like the best idea to yeah. me. So I'm going to see. 12 miles in the middle of nowhere on foot. Mm-hmm. That would not be fun. Another trick that's good luck if you get him in a round pen is take a, um, either a big stick or a, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not going anywhere weird with this. Um, or crazy. Um, take like a big stick or a, um, you know, one of those um, carriage whips. Tie a plastic bag to the end of it. We tied a plastic we bag to the end of a fiberglass post and put it right in, what, right next to his water trough? Yeah. Oh. Well, actually, plastic bags don't scare him. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, actually, we took it first, and if you sat in, you waved it. Mm-hmm. He'd look at it, and he'd like, he wouldn't necessarily sit back, but he'd turn his head and like, he'd give that look as horses don't have facial expressions mm-hmm. but when you see what he oh, does they, they kind of do they kind of do they do but he has that look of like yeah yeah their ears. but he'd be like what is that is what his reaction was no so, he, he talks to mike yeah <laughs> yeah we uh at least mike thinks so they have conversations this, this goes back to the whole grippy sock thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't but, tell uh, warm springs that we're here yeah okay <laughs> but uh he had that look of like i don't know what it is it's gonna hurt me but like, it's all about the sense of the horse. So like, once you wave it, it makes noise, and then he's fine with the noise, and then you start brushing him with it, and then once he's fine with it, now a plastic bag and beer right next to him, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Ropes were getting there. It's not not quite as easy. Yeah. And I think most of that is from his previous trauma. Oh. From whatever happened before I had him. Mm-hmm. Which he was bought at an auction, so. 
Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, someone said buying a used vehicle, you have no idea yeah. what you're getting. Well, and, you know, we found, some... We found the guy on Facebook. Mike just won't message him. Yes. Oh. Well, so, how did you find him? Through the bill of sale. Oh. So, interesting enough, BLS, Bill and mm-hmm. Stock. Yeah. When you get the bill of sale, it has the old owner's name. Mm-hmm. But that is, and I think that was it. I think all that he had was his name, and maybe like, I think it had a town, like the closest town or something, but mm-hmm. not like any of his contact information or anything. Mm-hmm. Facebook's kind of creepy in this sense. So um, I started Facebook stalking. Pretty much, but it, you know it's... what they say about like how girls should be like a big part of the FBI because we have really good stalking skills? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, he read the name, and I found the closest profile. Because I think we, we she punched the name, and it came up with, like, three names. One of them was off of... Not the Crow Res, was it? Maybe it was. It was south of Billings, mm. but still in the state. Yeah. Another one was, like, down in... Down Not south in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, one was down south. I think another one was, like, Washington or California or something like that. Oh. So that but, narrows it down. But, like, looking at... The profile pictures? The profile pictures. Oh, cowboy shit, it kind of makes it... Yeah. There was one that was a cowboy, and then I think the other two were female. No, one was a female. And the other one from California or Washington, looking at the profile picture, it was like, you don't look like someone who would actually ever have a horse. Mm-hmm. It looked like someone who, like, lives in a city. Mm-hmm. And being from Illinois and knowing how horses are and trying to find boarding and everything. You don't see many people who live in a city that also own a horse. Hold on. Being from Illinois. Yes. And be, didn't you go to high school in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Borderline Chicago, actually. I always tell him he's from Chicago. Yeah, he's he from says, Chicago. no. In fact, Chicago's technically the closest, like, big, big town. Uh-huh. But it's you also... a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, it's also easy to tell someone... Chicago, and then they say, "Oh, I'm from around there." Then mm-hmm. you can narrow down like where someone's actually from. Yeah. But if you just say a town, people are like, "Well, where is that?" And then you say, "You know, because we're about forty-ish minutes from downtown, going down the expressway doing 70. So that's the closest big town. He will never convince me he's not from. Yeah, Chicago. I know. <laughs> But it's easier to say that than it is some little town. But then the minute you say, like, what little town? Oh, where is that at? And they say, oh, it's about, you know, 40 minutes from downtown Chicago. People automatically just go, Chicago. Hey, Mike. Yes. Can you do me a favor? What? Just once. Say into the microphone. Dub bears. Dub bears. Dub bulls. Dub bulls. Thank you. <laughs> coffee, please? Coffee. Coffee. Like how you do when you're mad? No. <laughs> how does this go? <laughs> No, but my high school was that the street was literally the line between Chicago and not being in the city of Chicago. So Chicago. Yes. Thank you. Discount double check. Yep. South side. <laughs> south side of Chicago. Yep. It's Chicago, the south side. <laughs> Just say it once how you do when you're mad. What? Coffee. Coffee? That's <laughs> how does he do it when he's mad? I can't do accents. Coffee? That's pretty close. Coffee. Need a quarter for a cup of coffee. Forget about it. It's more like how did they mess up coffee and put cream in it when I specifically say no cream? 
I, I you know that that seems to be a common thing. <laughs> I've heard that from Mike many times too. And I don't know when black coffee with sugar became black coffee with cream and sugar. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry, he's, little buddy. He's broadening his horizons. Okay. I blame her for this one. <laughs> he's a fan of the white peppermint mocha. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not from Starbucks, though. Starbucks coffee in general just doesn't taste good. Ugh. Yeah. And they're like drinks that have any of their coffee in it. I'm not a huge fan of. I just like black coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's you usually my go-to. You No, I don't. There's way better things. Mm. I'm as big a fan of black coffee as the next guy, but... I know. I, when we all went shoeing that one time, there, you you and me, and... I, I can't, were you drinking a cup of coffee too, Mike? Yeah. You, okay, all three oh, of us... Oh, we went to shoe my horses? Yeah. yeah. All and three of just... us <laughs> in the pickup with cups of coffee. You have to elaborate on the pickup. What about it? Was it was Al. It was Al. So three of us. Crammed into a single can. Yeah. <laughs> with a bench seat. Um... All had coffee. We're all wearing like the same like style, like the old school Western <laughs> shirt. Pearl snap, pearls, jeans, yeah. boots. Listening to Hank Williams. Hank Williams and Dave Stamey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We looked real punchy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, who was, one of us was wearing a palm leaf hat, weren't we? I have a palm leaf on the dash. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. No, me and you had our cowboy hats. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, but. And it goes, I don't think I was wearing a hat. Oh. But yeah, you got that palm leaf and we just whoever, I think you both tried it on. I did. As soon as I put it on, my alternate personality came out Jebediah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't have a split personality That makes it sound like it's an Amish hat. Yeah, because it kinda have you seen no. the, the Mennonites out here? They they wear those style of hats. That's a buckaroo hat from Nevada. I know, but the, the people from Nevada will appreciate but I appreciate their culture. I mean, I, they're cool hats. <laughs> they're cool hats. But I've yeah. seen a lot of the Mennonites and Amish people wear those hats too. That one has a little bit of shape to it. Oh. Oh, you know what I still want? I am sorry, people from Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm surprised because Murdoch's actually carries. I don't know if they still do, but they did. There's a company out there that makes hard hats that are shaped like cowboy hats. You know, I've seen those. Um, in Washington, we have a store called Whistle, uh, Whistle Workwear. And uh, they used to sell those. I tried one on for the heck of it. In a way, they're kind of the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Please don't buy one. At the same time, they were. It's just funny enough that like I would buy it just to be that guy. <laughs> but but hear me out though. If you have to wear one and you are outside in the sun all day, they do give you better sun protection than like a standard one. That's true. A big palm leaf over a hard hat. <laughs> Just cut the crown out. <laughs> just, have the, just have the brim over your, your I'm heart. I'm telling you. Just Maddie, don't do it to like a Stetson or like a nice hat. Well, no, that's Pick like, a palm leaf. You know. I'm telling you, when Maddie and I went and moved cows, Taylor's whole family was like, you guys need sunscreen. He needs sunscreen. We are the only two that didn't wear sunscreen and the only two that didn't burn because we had our buckaroo the, hats on. The buckaroo hats. Mm -hmm. Punchy. Mm -hmm. 95 degrees, direct sun the whole time. Heck no yeah. sunburn. Just cowboy. Just cowboy. <laughs> Gotta throw on that <clears throat> old sun. <laughs> Little old sun. Little old sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh... <laughs> well... <laughs> this is recording number two for this, and we are 46 minutes in. <laughs> How long was the first one? <laughs> uh, first one... 
The first one was 38 minutes. Seriously? So, yeah. So, what we're going to do, and I do this for everybody that hang, hangs out with me and sits down and does a podcast. Well, now, actually, let me back up a little bit. Mike, if you want, give the people over the air your Instagram or Snapchat. You don't want to? No. Okay. <laughs> Caitlin. So now, because you didn't want me to say your phone number over the podcast, <laughs> what is the best way for people to get a hold of you if you need if they need shooting done? Okay. I got to look real quick. Please hold. <laughs> do, do. Yeah. <laughs> I should just get elevator music on my thing here. So while we're waiting, just... I have it. Oh. Okay. It's just Taylor Farrier Service. No on. spaces, no underscores, no capitals on Instagram. On Instagram. Yep. Okay. Speaking of elevator music. Oh, boy. <laughs> remind me, we need a something elevator music related for rodeo, so we're sitting there waiting. Because they don't have stock in or something, or, oh, wait, and you can just... Do, 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 do. The Jeopardy theme song. Yep. Yeah, Jeopardy theme song would be perfect. Or just hold music. <laughs> like, yeah. just some cheesy hold music. Yep. Like that weird, like '90s, like uh-huh. like hip hop, like weird techno <laughs> with stuff. like skips in between because it's recorded shittily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your call is very important to us. <laughs> Actually, we found one of those. <laughs> That'd be even funnier. If we we, get we that. could just record one here. Just we'll play music, and I'll just go. <clears throat> Your call is very important to us. Please hold for the next available representative. Yeah. Can, can we? Yeah, yeah, we need that. Can we do a? We're doing Harlow this year? <laughs> we are. <laughs> that, that, can we test it out there? Can I go? I don't care. I'm going. It'd keep Mike from getting hit on by high schoolers. Oh, we are done with that. <laughs> <laughs> We're 48 minutes in. Okay. Quick side story This is here. never, I've never had to be like, okay, guys, let's get off the podcast. And there's nothing wrong with it. Let's keep talking. But I'm just. <laughs> We're really good at that. So, I know. <laughs> I actually kind of, I actually really appreciate it. <laughs> it was Howerton High School Rodeo. And this has been going on for two years. Now. Yes. So two we years. did last spring. Last, yeah, last spring and, and then the spring, spring before. before. So both years, well, the first year I showed up, I had that gooseneck. Mm-hmm. It was a Charles West. Yeah that your dad destroyed anyway yep. so i pull up and you were on the phone with your dad i believe because he asked you how it went because um, this was like your first actual rodeo as an announcer I yeah believe. my first high school rodeo i it might have been anyway so you're on the phone so i park behind you because i'm like okay like where are we gonna park mm-hmm. i'll just wait so this white dodge dewey comes along First and of all, it's a Dodge. That's the first problem. <laughs> hey, hey, be nice. I used so, to own one. I used to own two. Now you own a Chevy, just like us. And I'm not proud of it. So you just go past me, like nose to nose, mm-hmm. turn around, go back past, mm-hmm. come from like behind me, mm-hmm. go, and they turn around. When they turn around, they stop and they sit there for a minute. And they start coming toward me again when Rose on the window. And the first thing going through my head is, oh God, now what? Yeah. Well, one of them pulls up and goes, because they were like four or five of them in the truck or something. That was cool. <laughs> um, one of them goes, my friend thinks you're cute. Can I have your Snapchat? Uh-huh. And at this point, I was 22. I think this was before we knew each other, because I don't think we were working together yet. That was after you worked for Murdoch. Yeah, Murdoch's. it was after I was at Murdoch's. Oh. So I was like 22 at this point. 
And I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm way too old. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Well, so in the rest of the night, they proceed to drive back and forth as we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. And they're look, they're checking you out. Yeah. Yeah. And then last year, get there, no issues getting there this year. Yeah. We go to go grab something to eat, come back. We're drinking beer. We're drinking beer. I'm smoking a cigar. Now, and this is at a high school rodeo, so anybody under age is not allowed to do this. Because it's not it, just at a high school rodeo. That's literally everything. Well, I know, but hold on. Yeah. No, no, let me rephrase that. Any contestants, so high school rodeo is 18 and under. Yes. If any contestants are caught with alcohol or tobacco or anything like that, they can be disqualified from that rodeo. Yeah. But this year, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this again. Yeah. So we're sitting there drinking, and I'm like, you know what? I like the cigar. We were drinking. You, we were drinking beer, like just yes. a couple of beers. We weren't yeah. like getting. We, we were having a nice conversation. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't have a fire going because while we were at, you couldn't. Yeah. I thought we had the fire pit. No. Don't get yourselves in trouble. Deny, deny, deny. Because that day. Oh, I got the, a perfect line that my stepdad uses. Like, I'll tell you guys in a second. Because all, <laughs> we were sitting there, it was me, you, and. Uh, the guy in charge Ryder. over there. What's um, his name? Brent. Brent. I don't know where I got Riley from. I don't know. But we're sitting in the cops row pass first. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there with beers in our hand and we just wave to him with the beer in our hand. Yeah. And he just keeps driving because he looks at all of us and figures, well, you're probably over 21 or I just don't want to deal with it tonight. Yeah. Well, about five minutes after he drives by, I believe it was a white Dodger again. Yeah. Last year, last spring. Different girls, though, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I really hope. Um, Are you telling me I'm going to have a problem here? Well, part of the reason why you we got to cut this podcast short, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we like to thank <laughs> So, this is before I met Caitlin. I was single. Well, that's well, usually no. how it works, Mike. Yeah. Well, since we had met, we were just co-workers. We were co-workers. And right. we were, yeah. Yeah. So, um... They drive by, they stop, and they go, oh, he's cute. Um, what's his phone number or something? And I'm shaking my head and going, no. You walk over, you look <laughs> up to the window and go, oh. They go, I think your first question was, how old are you? To make sure. Yeah. And I was then, just trying to wingman for you, Mike. <laughs> and I think uh, they asked how old I was, and I didn't want to tell them. And you go, oh, he's 23 or whatever. Yeah. And I think the response was, well, it was the same age as my last four boyfriends or something like that. Yeah. And she was 18. Yeah. So that immediate right there is the red flag. I'm sorry if you're listening, but... <laughs> nah, I'm not. <laughs> Kids need to learn. That Stay right away from older men. That right there is a red flag of you were... I can confirm. <laughs> you're 18 and your last four boyfriends are 23. There's some... I, I don't know. Do the math. <laughs> I have some parenting uh, questions for your parents about yeah. that. <laughs> Do you but have uh, a dad. <laughs> I think one of them asked my Snapchat or phone number. I think I had to stop you from actually giving it to them. <laughs> I was gonna do it. <laughs> you were. I said, man, I'm just trying to wingman for you. You know. Yep. <laughs> so this year, Caitlin's coming with. Yeah. If they try to do it again, you can answer the questions. Now, now full disclosure. Do you want me to answer the questions? <laughs> yes, I do. Full disclosure. Mike is actually older than I am. However, Mike looks... Like I'm 18, maybe? Like he's like 17 or 18. <laughs> yeah. He looks younger than me, and I'm younger than him. Yeah. And I look like I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. And I am younger than Mike. <laughs> yeah. 
So looking at me doesn't really help. I had a client who asked how old I was. She's like, how old are you? Third? 20 something? I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. That makes me feel so good about myself. <laughs> you thinking I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Right. So that probably right there didn't help me, but still. Yeah. So you look year, like you're 12. Next year, we're going to get you a t-shirt that says, <laughs> I'm too old for you. My age is. <laughs> Sorry, I don't talk to you. And then I put, I don't know. Sorry, I my have... My phone number. Yeah. yeah. Put my phone number. Yeah. Sorry, I have a girlfriend. Or Here's her phone like. number. You can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's going to be standing wanna, there with us. Like, it's not I don't know be... if I want to be part of that conversation when you get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't yell at them. I can't yell at people physically. I hey. want to be mean, but I can't. Just think. If they're I'm eight, a pushover. If they're 18, you can kick their butts. That's true. They're legal. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or can be Mason with. My brother? Yes, your brother. For anybody under 18? Well, yeah, no, but yeah, so... No, yeah, he'll be 18 by then, so it'll work out perfect. We use Mason... <laughs> no, we use Mason... Because that with the 18-year-olds. He's sworn off girls. Given up. We use Mason, Mason as the, the block, the diversion. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> we're, we're to get them away from you. Yeah, we'll form at some point before... Yeah. Before he'll be then. like, yeah, okay, look here, he's not available. But I am, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I gotta say, here I am, and here's my snap. Watching him play basketball, he literally does look like a 30-year-old who has a he, wife and kids at home. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's a family bud. Yeah. yeah. And he's not even 18 yet. No, he's 17. He'll be 18. But that's that's also, how I looked in high school, too, though. So He's got his bald spot and his mustache. Yeah. Playing he's also been working since he was like 16, so he has the muscle build, too. Yeah. But when you look at him play, it's like... He goes out on the field, and it's like, where did that grown man go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> I'm going to send this to him. <laughs> I will. Okay. I will. I'll call him. I'll be like, I have a podcast for you to listen to. This wasn't like the last however long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're at 56 minutes here, guys. Hey. We can have this was awesome. For a long this time. was awesome. Anything else you guys like to add? That's about it. <laughs> That's about it? Okay. Yeah. You sure? Yes. And I'm not trying to push you guys off the microphone here. This is awesome. I don't talk much unless I'm asked questions. You don't talk much. <laughs> what was the last 56 minutes? Actually, the last 56 plus 38. I can't math right now. Um, actually, mm. I, I can't. Hour and I can't just over half. There you go. I can't do math. Regardless. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't do math, and I haven't even—I haven't even been drinking anything. You guys are the ones that are drinking. You say beer. you guys. Well, I meant that as like. He had one. The group. Oh. Well, but he had a tall boy, and you had shorties. You have to remember. I got low tolerance. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's grabbing another one. Yep, there it is. Well, we have to go for another fifty-six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we can talk for as long as you want to. Oh, <laughs> I'm all for it. Do you have any questions? I think after a while, though, people are gonna be like, okay, this is just them talking about They'll grippy socks and rambling on. So we're gonna <laughs> can only run so long before people lose interest. So I'd like to thank you both yep. for sitting here tonight, telling stories, having a good time, talking about grippy socks, high school rodeos. Horses and everything else we covered tonight. I don't even know. I don't either. So, what kind of outro music do you guys want to hear now? Pick something. Pick something? Pick mm -hmm. something punchy. Pick something punchy. 
Well. Ian Tyson. Ian Tyson. Oh, we're going real punchy. Okay. Ian Starting Tyson. With Dave Stamey. What 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 Ian Tyson song do you guys want to hear? Hmm. Something went wrong. Well, that's wrong. Is your Wi-Fi turned off? Uh, I don't think so. No, nothing should be. Yeah. Is your internet working? <laughs> Why is that one work? Okay, we're switching over. For okay. everybody not from Montana, we're out in the boonies everywhere. Yeah. Wi-Fi doesn't work. <laughs> well, you know that's the joke. Is I, I told this to my aunt because she went to mail me um, a letter for Christmas, and. Um, it didn't come for like a week and a half, two weeks, and I finally texted her. And I said, yeah, sorry, uh, you know, when it comes to bringing me out to Montana, they have to load it on the Pony Express. <laughs> That's pretty much what it honestly feels like. And to think that everything that comes here goes to Bozeman, and it takes forever to even get to Bozeman. It's like a 30-minute drive, and it takes a week worth of business days to get it to Livingston. Yeah. Yeah, oh, if yeah. I mailed something from Livingston to Bozeman, you'd probably go Livingston to Bozeman to Billings, back to Bozeman. And then the Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, so what Ian Tyson song you want to hear? Mm. You got to hold it up for me to see. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, and Wi-Fi just doesn't. It works occasionally. Don't press on it. Just tell me what it is. Because I have to do a thing in the stuff with the controller okay, here. Okay, you do a thing in the stuff. All right. Well, I'm hey. The cowboy. This has been the one and only Dustin Christensen. Along with the angry Italian, Mr. Mike Principe, and the one and only, punchy, Caitlin Taylor. Now, feel free, you can listen to us on any streaming platform, Spotify, and, well, all the other ones. So, uh, <laughs> I lose track of what streaming services this podcast goes on. YouTube. But no, no, we don't actually go on YouTube. I, well, it'd be kind of we hard to... expand. Yeah, we, we have to start doing videos, and, well... We can arrange uh, that. Well, I don't know because you know what we this... have to wait till February twenty eighth. Why? Well, that's right. You have the same birthday as me. <laughs> you and I share a birthday. Anyway, um, yeah. The problem is with uh, with YouTube and stuff. You know what they always say about like uh, radio personalities is they may sound great until you actually see them in person. <laughs> <laughs> like these idiots. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're gonna play it out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. I'm signing off. And these two are signing off too. <laughs> Good night, goodbye, farewell, and here's a little bit of Ian Tyson. Now I'm going to teach you folks a brand new song I wrote. And I want you all to join in with me and sing because this is about one of my favorite all time people, and that's the kite. The story goes like this. Coyote is a survivor, I reckon he's got to be. He lives in the snow at 40 below or in Malibu by the sea. And I'm just an old cow puncher, I love to listen to his tune. As I get high on a bottle of pie, the coyote gets drunk on the moon. Try again. As I get high on a bottle of rye, Gets drunk on the moon. Fantastic. Try that whole verse. Oh.